Welcome to Dev and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschak. I'm here with a special guest that we're trading podcasts, it would seem. Jonathan <laughs> Ple- Francis, thank you for joining thank me you. today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here, Melissa. I'm excited. Now, I was just on your podcast yesterday. Now you're on mine today. This is yep. how we network. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, a little bit about your podcast. What do you do? Um, so I pretty much teach people like the biblical principles of success. You know, the, to me, the Bible is not about a religion. You know, Jesus, he never preached a religion, but he, he preached a kingdom. If we remember, his greatest enemies were religious people. So, you know, I show people how to use the Bible to help them obtain wealth, success, peace of mind, joy. And, and don't put it in that box of religion, but to really see how it can benefit you and see how, how blessed and successful you already are. See... This is something that people don't get. You can learn anything from reading books. Mm-hmm. You can re- learn anything from listening to people who have read books and have a different exactly. look outlook at the book. You have to have a communication open dialect. So, say we want to increase our business sales. How would you market that or how would they talk to you like about that uh, great question so one verse that comes up to mind right now is uh, Proverbs 21 5 and it says the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty so it, it clearly gives us that principle that when you perform planning and you are diligent the word diligent just means to show a care in what you do then your plans are better positioned for success there was another example that Jesus Christ gave us is that what man would go and build a tower unless he first goes and counts how much money he has and sees the price of the tower because if he doesn't do that then if he builds that tower he's going to be embarrassed when he can only finish halfway so it really gives me that mindset that adaptability and the principle that planning along with hard work those combined equal success so the power of planning is really important so to that business I'll let them I would inform them to make a series of very detailed planning and to invest a lot of time and patience into the planning because when you have a plan and on paper it makes sense, then it's a lot easier to, to go and put that plan into existence rather than just keeping things in your head or keeping things in uh, the hands of people who aren't necessarily skilled in planning. So planning is, is really, really important. See, and I do a lot of due diligence just basically what I do. And it gets annoying sometimes because the level of due diligence that I do. Mm-hmm. I go with two investors. I ask for money. Okay, base. I'm baselining this as simple as possible because there's a lot more that goes into this than what I'm saying. Yeah. One, I they I get the investment, 
I either have synergy with the investor or I don't. If I don't, my level of due diligence is going to be through the roof because now I have this anxiety in me. Mm. Who am I working with? Because as yep. soon as I take the money for whatever the project is, now I'm married to this person. At least exactly. for, for the life of the project or a year or whatever. So mm -hmm. if you look at a business as you're being married to your partner, mm -hmm. you want to research everything. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was actually getting on the investor's nerve today before I actually sent their money back. Because even though the investment is solid, and I was telling you this a little bit ago, the money that they sent me was great. Nothing wrong with that. It just didn't feel right. And I'm yeah. one of those people, I have to know what's wrong. And even though I'm researching, doing more due diligence than what I already had, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I would never go with any sort of financial uh, uh, investment if I don't feel right. So I agree with you. Yeah, it's just, if you don't feel right about something, go with the gut. Come talk mm -hmm. to Jonathan. He might have a word of wisdom that relates to the Bible. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I know, yes, no. It's a gut feeling. You have to go with your gut. Paper looks great, okay? But you also mm -hmm. have to put human emotions in there. Exactly, yeah. I mean, not me. I just feel like this book is just so powerful. I mean, it's nothing special about me. I'm just reading and I apply it and I see the success occur. Because there's always an original truth. You know, there's always, you know, there's always one truth. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people put their own spin on, on it. it. Exactly, yeah. So there's, there's always one truth. I just always want the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, we take so much that we get the truth and then we look at a different angle and then they want to put a spin on it for a different reason. I'm like, no, you have a truth. Why are you trying to spin a different angle to make the truth into a lie? I mean, we see this in the media a lot. Yeah, you're right, Mr. Trump. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. We... <laughs> I mean... Doesn't matter what side of the media you're on, they put a spin on whatever's being said. Exactly. So you got it. But we do this in business as well. Unfortunately. Because we have a truth and then we spin it to make it our own unique spin and doesn't always work out right. Hundred yeah. percent. So what else do you focus on? Um, regarding with like the principles? Sure. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, you know, one major principle as well as, you know, investments. Um, you know, a lot of people, they receive a lot of money, for example, or even small amounts of money, but they don't necessarily manage the money because all the resources here on the earth belong to God. God is the creator. He, it's, it's his earth. He created it from his business, God, kingdom, company, international, whatever name you want to give it. But we have to manage the possessions we're given. So the, the best way to manage your possessions is when you receive, your focus should be, okay, how can I add more value to it? So if you have a gift, if you're good at speaking, you're good at dancing, you're good at singing, 
how can you make it better year after year? How can you improve? And I already know that you're massive on improvement, on improving. I know we spoke about that yesterday, so you do a tremendous job of adding value. Um, and then how it falls into play with investment, well, uh, there's a verse in the Bible, Matthew 25, 27, it says, well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. And this is just a story about a man who was just too scared to invest. So he took his money and he buried it in the ground. And you know, a lot of people don't realize that investing and you know interest and profit, all that stuff is in the Bible way back in those days. So. You know, if I could learn the original truth about it and saying that when I receive my money, God wants us to invest it, whether it's mm-hmm. putting it into the stock market, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's uh, day trading on Forex, put your money into a spot where it could add value over time. And that's just a massive uh, success and more importantly wealth principle that I live by 100%. Well, there's another part of investing. When you're investing in yourself, mm-hmm. okay, this is well a... That is the biggest investment you're ever going to make, is investing in yourself. It's not in the wealth, it's in your self-wealth. Powerful. And when you take this and you market yourself, because now, okay, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, an author, a musician, whatever you're doing, when you're marketing yourself, now you're a brand. Now you have to add market value to your brand so you when you do a podcast when you do a whatever to add value to yourself you also have to add value to have whoever is marketing you powerful yeah I know a little bit of about little things <laughs> those are big things to me <laughs> <laughs> But it all goes together. When you invest, it's not just a monetary gain. It's your self-wealth internalize it a little bit more than just looking at money. Exactly. Well, one other principle that I, I would love to mention as well, because I agree with you 100%, is, uh, is giving. That's, you know, I used to have such a hard time giving in my life, I'll tell you the truth. But you know, when you give, it actually it dictates a sense of abundance. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. 100%. Because most people don't want to give because they feel like, okay, if I give this $20, I'm not going to have enough to this. And then when they, when they withhold from giving from somebody, and then when they feel that sort of lack, so they don't feel abundant, they feel lack, it produces this lack mentality. And then when you have that lack mentality, then you start to do things out of lack. For example, you don't, whether it's going for your dreams, whether it's doing something that would produce a more positive effort. So long story short, I know giving is a massive principle and it takes trust, it takes faith. Uh, There's a verse that says, give and it will be given unto you. And I I really believe that when you're, the best time that you could give is when you're in need. It sounds crazy, but when you could trust and give, Mm -hmm. then that's when God sees you have that abundant mentality. That's when God sees you're acting out of love. That's when you feel the love. That's when you feel the joy. Because it's better to give than to receive. It is. And here's better the thing about giving. Receive. When you give someone... Okay. Um, okay, I do books. I do anthologies for charity. So mm-hmm. I have my house set up, my publishing mm-hmm. house set up. So we do four anthologies a year. All four anthologies go to charities. 
depending on which charity. I'm going to choose Wounded Warrior because that's the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart. So every year on November 1st, we put out an anthology for Wounded Warrior. Now, all that money from our house, no matter how many authors are in the book, all that money is going right to the charity. Not because the house doesn't need it, not because the authors don't need it, it's because someone needs that money more. Mm, I love that. We do this for four books a year. Four different charities. But I just named that one because that one's... Everyone knows that one. That's global. So it's there. Wow, it's powerful. But we do this on a personal level as well. Hmm. When you give money... Okay, you can be down to your last dollar. Okay, mm -hmm. this is where I was a few months ago. You're down to mm -hmm. the last dollar. You see someone on the street, they need that money more because they're on the street. They don't have a roof over their head, they don't have a bed to sleep on, whatever the case may be. Now you're taking in your giving, you fill your heart with love. So you're putting positive into the world. And what you're saying is God is looking out for you because now you have abundance in your mentality. Exactly. You, so, you got it spot on. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now you're feeling, now you have the good karma. Anyone that knows the rules of karma, it goes back or forward in three. So do you want negative karma or do you want positive karma? I'd rather have the positive. The most important thing I, I believe as well is that you know people need to realize that you know spiritual world is real and you know what we see is just a byproduct of what happens in the unseen. Would you agree? Right. I'm yeah. a very spiritual person. Right before you came on with our interview, I was meditating because I'm meditating over that. Oh my God, what did I just do? I just sent back an insane amount of money to investors that I could have had a bigger amount of money for a project. But at the same time, I have to do what's right. Exactly. I have to listen to the universe. The universe is telling me no. If you do this, it's not right. It's not the right time. Yeah, and it's, it's always a perfect thing as well because you know, when you follow your gut, when you follow, you know, your spirit, which your spirit, your mind, when you follow your mind, you, you tend to make the right decisions. It's always when we overthink, which is what we were talking about yesterday, mm -hmm. when we make the dumb decisions. So, yeah, following our spirit, our mind is always, you know, the number one thing to do. Exactly. I mean, we get so wrapped up and we have to do this. We have to do this. We have a deadline to meet. We have this to meet. We have to do this. No, you don't. Those are artificial timelines. There's two timelines. You live and you die. Everything that you do in between is to grow. That's very powerful. That, that reminds me of a verse in uh, Proverbs 69. Listen to this. It says, The mind of a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. That is just powerful. I mean, we make so many plans, and... <laughs> 
what happens to them. Exactly. I had so many plans today, okay, just today. Mm -hmm. And I tossed them all out the window, every single one of them, except for this interview. Yes. We plan things in thinking it's absolute. There is no absolute, okay? Exactly. There is today and the promise of tomorrow. Tomorrow is a promise. It's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got so, it. in the business world, we plan for tomorrow, but even our best laid plan is not guaranteed to work out. Yeah. Well said. I agree, 100%. Today is the only day that's promised. Tomorrow's, well, today's the only day that's guaranteed, like you said. Tomorrow, there's no guarantee that May 6th is coming for everybody. Because logic states that it's not. And I'm not saying live with a dark cloud over your head. Of course not. Mm -mm. But um, there's one thing to be ignorant, which is to avoid the truth. And there's one thing to be logical, which is standing firm in, in the truth. I just, I love the truth. And the truth states that, you know, if you could just focus your intentions on today and you know not think about not think about next week next month in an illogical manner in a logical manner such as planning but not in a living in the present mm -hmm. in, the, in the future mm -hmm. I'm getting my words jumbled not living in the future then I believe everyone's life will be a lot more crisp exactly I live for today I plan for tomorrow I mean if anyone looked at my uh, schedule there go how do you plan down your minutes in the day like this? <laughs> my boyfriend is confused because my planning, my day planner is so organized, but my life is so chaotic. <laughs> I'm like, but that's how I live. My day, I have things blocked out in my day that when I wake up, they might happen. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean they're guaranteed to happen. They might happen. That's the beauty of a day planner. So everything else in between may or may not come to fruition. I I can't say the word. Cannot may or may not come to be. There you go. There you but, go. Yeah. Sorry, three strokes. I I have I can't say certain words. I can say it in my head. Can't say it in my mouth. <laughs> but um. Oh. We do this with business every day. Then yep. we look to our higher power, to our books, to our media gurus, that we call them, for advice. But it all True. boils down to we have to live for today and plan for tomorrow. Yeah, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And, and I hope that even if one person that ends up listening to this takes that away, because when you just think about you know next month next next year you, you start to get anxious you get really anxious you start to worry and then you're worrying about something that's out of your control mm -hmm. so I mean you know, I believe it's just best to focus on what you have control over you have control over the books you read the material you watch the weights you lift at the gym the people you talk to but you don't have control over the weather you don't have control over uh, what happens next year you don't have control over the behaviors actions or mindset of another person so when you predicate yourself on just trying to control those things then you're, you're playing a game you're not going to win girl you're, you're playing a game or guy whoever's listening you're playing a game you will never win so it's like 
you know, I threw that towel a long time ago trying to control things I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not perfect. It happens now and then, but I just really want to be in the driver's seat. I want to be in the Lamborghini driver's seat of my life and uh, just, you know, focus one day at a time and be as peaceful as can be. Exactly, and that's all we can do. I mean, you do this, you have to look at, well, one, you have to look at your own life. We need to quit looking at everyone else's life. Yeah. Other people's opinions do not matter. They do not add value to you. Exactly. I, I don't know how many times this week I've said that. <laughs> but 450. Probably. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you have to look at your own life. You have to have your own value that you see. If you don't see the value in yourself, no one else is going to see value in you. That is so true. Like, there's one verse. I'm just naming all these verses today. But there's one verse that says, um, first command says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. Second says, love your neighbor as yourself. So love other people like you love yourself. And it sounds so simple. Okay, let me love them like I love myself. But if you don't have any love for yourself, then you can't love another person. It says, love your neighbor like you love yourself. So how could you give to somebody else what you don't possess in you. It's like if I go to someone who has no water in their home and I say, give me some water, please. I am thirsty. How could they give me water if they don't have it? They can't give me what they don't have. So I love how you said, you know, we should really focus on finding the value in ourselves because we are special. And, you know, to be special might not be, might not mean like your Beyonce or your Denzel Washington. It might just mean that you're great at cleaning the house. It might just mean that you're great at taking care of the household. It might just mean you're great at the $40,000 per year job you're, you're working. But you were put here for a specific reason. Every single person, and no one can tell me that they weren't. The Bible tells me so, which I'll talk about in a minute. But we were all put here for a specific reason. We all have a purpose. We all have an identity. We all have an original intent and a plan for our lives. And it's it's really, really something I'm driven by every single day just to move closer to who I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Sometimes it takes a medical emergency, a Mm -hmm. life-changing trauma for you to find your path. Very true. Very true. Very true. But once you find your path, that's when everything opens up for you. Well said. Well said. You can sit there. Okay, here's a... Here's the thing. You can sit there in your house. I'm broke. My car is a POS. I have kids to feed. I'm down to my last dollar. Woe is me. Or you can go, okay, Google, how can I make money today? Well, you have a car. Yeah, okay, it's not the greatest car, but can you do dinner dash? or whatever that's called or Mm -hmm. do uber or make go make twenty dollars today yeah it's called a hustle you have to want to be able to provide for your family more than you want to sit on the couch and go woe is me exactly and the best way that you could you know if you are in a rut in my opinion the best way number one way that you could 
transform your mindset, shift how you feel, transform everything that's going on in your life is to give. And it doesn't just mean money. People think to give is always money. I used to think that too. Give could mean your time. Give can be an honest compliment. Give could be helping someone with a task. Like when you give and then when you see someone happy based on a result of what you've done, then hey, you feel great about yourself. And again, it comes back to you always. So, you know, that's, that's, it's always hard though because when you're, you know, feeling like trash, you just, you don't want to do anything. It really takes that discipline, that, that fire within you to just want to change. But unless you have that fire desire to want to change, unless like you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then the same things are going to keep happening. It's going to be just a never-ending circle. You have to change something, whether it's the material you wash, whether it's just being confident to take an action and you're not sure on what's going to come from it. But yeah, I just really believe giving anything is really an immediate transformation of your mind and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now you want to do something that, as a little experiment? You go change the music yeah. you listen to. Mmm, nice, nice. Yep. Nice. Music, okay, sets the mood. I don't know how many people don't listen to music, but everyone I know personally listens to some kind of music. <laughs> if you're listening to a, a song, a genre that I come from a poor whatever and I'm still poor, you know, all this depressing stuff or this uh, vibration of just yelling and screaming, what's your life doing? What kind of disruption do you have in your life? Switch over to a calming sound. Let your mind clear. When your mind's clear, then you're more open to finding possibilities. There you go. Yep. Yep. It's an experiment for anyone to do. It costs nothing. Mm-hmm. It just changes your mindset. Exactly. And I agree 100%. I agree so much. And the mind the mind is just so powerful. I was just talking to the, about this yesterday on one of my episodes I was just recording. It's so powerful. I'm just going to say it really quick. Fear is just make-believe. And here's why. When you think about it, we don't fear things when you really think about it. Like, say someone fears swimming. They fear they're going to drown. Or say someone fears driving. My wife fears driving. She thinks she's going to crash. Or say someone fears heights. When you think about it, it's not the things that you're fearing. It's just your mindset that is broken. And I don't mean it in a rude way. I just mean that it's your mindset that needs to change. Because whatever it is you're fearing, you're choosing to have a negative thought pattern about that thing. So you can't say it's the swimming you're fearing, it's your mindset that is leading you to negative thoughts about fearing. And the most powerful way, in my opinion, to overcome fear is to always choose positivity. If I say, hey, Melissa, so you have a fear of swimming, I'm like, Melissa, let's go swimming next week. Right then and there, Mm -hmm. no one said anything negative. It was a, a logical statement. Let's go swimming. Now you, Melissa, being a smart woman as you are, you have the choice right there and could say, should I think negative that something bad's gonna happen? Or should I think positive? I think something good's gonna happen. When you choose positive, you choose faith. Faith just means belief, not a religious word. When you choose something positive, you choose faith. As soon as you choose negative, you choose fear. It's all in the power of our mind. And we have to be intentious, that's even a word, 
about choosing positivity. So I just, I just, I'm so obsessed with just trying to kill fear and just cut its head off because it's not even real. It's just our mindset and it's just negativity. And the most powerful thing is we have the power. We have the choice. Our mind doesn't control us. We control our mind. I don't really, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a living human being with my mind controlling me. I control my mind. I can take power over it. Let's go. We're winners out here. We choose what we decide to do and we choose what we think. So I, I just, I hope someone right now listening to this, I command them with my authority to make a change in, like Melissa said, what you listen to, what you watch. The smallest tweak can make a massive, massive difference in your life. Think about it. Working out for five minutes a day, after a course of 30, 60 days, you just change your life. Small things make a massive improvement. Exactly. Mm. I mean, it takes a very small pebble to yeah. have a lamb avalanche later on. Exactly. It's so powerful. I, I was in the Bible, my favorite book, clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Jesus talk, was talking about a mustard seed. Apparently, a mustard seed is the smallest of all the seeds, mm -hmm. but when it grows, it grows out to become the largest tree. So he said, if you have faith, belief, if you have belief in anything, as small as a mustard seed, meaning if you have even small amount of faith, you can produce massive things. So meaning things start could be so tiny. You know, you could be the last person picked on the school team, or you could be, you know, the, the one person who was bullied all the time, or you could be, you know, the person that's always overlooked, like myself when I was younger, I always overlooked. But you could become the largest of them all. And that's, it's not just some wishy-washy words to make you smile for five minutes and giggle. It's the truth. A mustard seed is the smallest seed, becomes the largest tree. Tell me about that. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter how big or small you are. It's what yeah. you can grow into. Yes, Melissa. I and that, that doesn't mean grow your head into. It means you <laughs> as a person grow into. Exactly. Yep. We don't want to grow the ego. We want to yep. grow the person. Amazing. You said it. But I love having you on the show. Where can our <laughs> listeners find you? Definitely. I'm just going to YouTube.com, type in The Jonathan Francis Show, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, Show. I put up a new episode every Friday. I'm about to launch episode five, just talking about biblical principles, mindset, becoming successful, interviewing great people like Melissa, and I'm just so passionate on just anyone that watches the show that they just leave feeling better about themselves or feel knowing that they, ha they have power. We have power right now. In the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, it says God created man to have dominion over the earth. Dominion means to rule. It means kingdom. A lot of us, were living so weak, we walk with our heads down, our shoulders slouched. We're supposed to walk with our head up high, shoulders back, chest out. When a new task comes, I could do it. When someone's challenging us, get out of my way. When there's a new challenge in front of us, I'm going to conquer it. I, I'm obsessed with helping people to just, you know, feel confident and just feel like they are a warrior, they're a winner, they have power. There's so many things that are taken away from people's confidence and, you know, especially with all technology, I just, I feel like it's my duty to help people just feel better about themselves and do it while utilizing the precious word of God and that's just a recipe for massive success and you're a force to be reckoned with like myself. So, yes, uh, that's where you can find me, the Jonathan Francis Show and I, I'm thankful that you allowed me to be on your show, Melissa, honestly. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, this was great and I love... Podcaster is great. 
when we network and we go on each other show we add value to each other's show powerful yeah so yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today and I, we'll communicate back and forth I mean that's what we do anyways perfect do I get a check for being on the show or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wish I got a check for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, yeah, never mind. I forgot about yesterday. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Melissa. You're welcome. Talk now. to you later.